Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Erin Earth Podcast. So this week's episode is a segment of a class that I taught within the Worthy and Wealthy community. So this class has the intention of helping you heal and grow your relationship with money. So in terms of, you know, clearing all the shit in the past that is stopping you from feeling good about money, um, how to feel good about circulating money, investing money, all of those things, um, how to receive more money from an energetic and emotional standpoint. And we had this class yesterday, but it was coming up during right as I was becoming very aware that I needed to focus my conversations and my energy around the anti-racism uprisings that are happening. I feel very strongly that these conversations need to be had in communities, in classes, on social media, especially by people who have a lot of privilege and have traditionally been given uh, so much power and so much, you know, it's easier for us to have our voices put on a platform, right? And there are so many people who have been suffering for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years from oppression, and that is still infiltrating our system, right? So for me, it became clear, I don't want to just have this conversation about money, because it is very important to me that money is a tool for good in the world. Money is an energy, and just like our time, our physical energy, our emotional energy, our words, our actions, all of it, right? We can choose what we do with all of those energies, right? We can choose to use them to numb or to further push people down or to hold ourselves back Or we can choose them to invest in ourselves, invest in others, invest in justice, invest in a future that is better than the one we are currently living in. So I wanted to take this opportunity yesterday to hold a bit of an educational arena in which we can discuss how money and how energy and how resources can be used for good. So you'll hear my take on all of that. Right, And you'll also hear my community guide. Her name is Allie. She's absolutely amazing. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you haven't heard her voice yet, but she you'll hear. <laughs> she has an incredible, incredible, incredible spirit and soul and a passion for change making. So you'll hear her speak on the topic as well. You will not hear the students who are in the class sharing their perspectives, though. So I invite you to take this opportunity for reflection. 
one quick reminder before we dive in, I just want to let you all know that there is a free guide that I have available to you all. It is called the Thriving Workbook. It takes you through the different mindset steps that I teach in my signature course and program Worthy. So all about building this incredible foundation, right? This emotional internal foundation through letting go, through owning your enoughness, feeling appreciation through receptivity and letting yourself be inspired, letting yourself expand, believing in yourself, believing in your dreams, changing your words, thoughts, and actions to support where it is that you are wanting to go. So I truly believe through this process that you can do just about anything. And I offer this free guide as a way for you to start to dip into your toe into that process of radical, expansive, amazing growth. So the link is down below. It is a free guide. Um, there are journaling prompts, affirmations, written exercises. I invite you to go through it. Don't just read it. Actually get your journal out and do the work and then you will see some change. All right. So dig into that. Let me know how it goes. Please feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. If you really feel like this episode is beneficial, Share it on your story. Take a screenshot. Go share it on your story. I love reposting those. I love connecting with you about the podcast. Again, feel free to DM me. I love responding to you all. Shoot me an email. Also, if you subscribe and leave a review, screenshot that review. Send it to worthy at melissamoffitt.com, and we will send you a free guided meditation. So here's the episode. Love you all so much. So today's conversation, obviously we're going to talk about money and up-leveling and all of those things, but I felt really called today to talk about our growth in all ways, right? So like for those of you who are only in worthy and wealthy, right? Like we specifically talk about money, but if you take the same principles and apply them in any other area of your life, the same practices, the same, all of it, like this is the same kind of stuff we do in worthy, like if you take any, all of this, it, and if you're just doing work with money too, like it applies to all areas of your life. This stuff can transfuse across the board into your career, into how you relate to your, you know, closest people, your loved ones, your family, your friends, um, how you relate to yourself, and then also how you care about people you don't even know. So we're going to talk a little bit about how money, right, which is a form of energy, right? It's a resource. So again, you can take the word money out of this equation and put it in time. You can put in words, you can put in whatever it is, whatever other form of energy you want, but you can take this and apply it to anything and use it as a form of empowerment. In this case, we're just talking about money, right? But in this conversation today, we really feel there's a deep importance to address what is going on. I know we have friends all around the world here, like, but we feel a need to address, there's some things happening in the United States, right? Like we are seeing big shifts when it comes to what's tolerated and what is not okay. And there is a need for, you know, the people who have privilege in different ways financially, um, privilege based on their looks alone, privilege based on what, you know, socioeconomic 
economic class they were born into, education, whatever, I feel that one of the reasons <laughs> that tying it back to this course, right, that we should want to gain money, we should want to gain personal power, we should want to gain career increases and deeper, more, you know, stable, loving relationships is it so that we can take this energy, right? This built up pool of, of resource and be able to pour it out into the rest of the world. So we are also going to have a bit of a conversation today around what's going on in the world and how to use our privilege, use our resources, use our money, use our time, use our words to support others. So we've talked about how money can be something that brings up when we start to decide that I want to improve my career, our situation in any way, right? Like again, this can be applied in anywhere. When we start to decide, okay, I want to invest in myself, right? Like for those of you who've invested in worthy or invest in worthy and wealthy, I want to invest in myself. I want to level up my career. I want to be able to make more money. I want to be able to save more money. I want to be able to spend more money. I want to be able to, um, you know, maybe it's like physical health that you're desiring, whatever it is that you're desiring, right? There may be this period of time where you desire it, you desire it, you desire it, but there's not this like tipping point of like, okay, I'm actually going to do this because there's layers of maybe guilt, fear, um, you know, not believing in possibility. And that comes from all sorts of experiences, all sorts of like societal programming, all sorts of just like doubtful things that are like locked into our heart. So we've talked about how important it is. And this is a reminder because I think this is, this is a foundational piece, right? Otherwise you're just building a house on this like raggedy, like cracked foundation. You have to really strengthen the foundation. Right. So like all this stuff is going to come up when you're like, okay, I'm going to my next level. I am going to increase my income. I'm going to change my career. I'm going to start, you know, teaching a new class or whatever it is. All this stuff is going to come up. And this is so good. This is such a good thing. When the shit comes up, it means you're on the right track. Because this is your opportunity to build resilience, to look at the fears and look at the old shit and look at the old ways of being that are not working. And we see this happening at a collective level right now. The fucking shit is coming up for us to fucking clear, right? Like we need to, we need to be having uncomfortable conversations right now. We need to do that within ourselves too. When it comes to money, when it comes to our career, when it comes to if you want to deepen your relationship, we have to get a little uncomfortable. And this develops strength, resilience, and space for goodness to come in, right? An example of mine is like when I quit my job initially, like a few years back, I got broken up with. And one of the main reasons is because, and I told you all this like many times, right? One of the main reasons is because he didn't think I could do it. So sometimes what comes up is like, real big periods of like melting things away. Another thing is that when this stuff is coming up or when you're like, you're not feeling as much fulfillment in one area. So you're starting to feel gunk and like heaviness and like uh, icky stuff going on, right? That's 
it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because this is showing you where you need to refine, where you need to do that clearing. It's a clear like arrow that's like this shit right here. This one is not working. Put a little love and nurturing and let's like take care of this issue. Right? So it's a good thing. It's clarity building. The problem is that's that so often we don't trust ourselves enough to say, okay, this is actually a clear arrow that I need to be going in a different direction or I need to be making some shifts or letting some things go. So I feel that one of the best things you can do when it comes to like, I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to take up more space, right? Like I'm feeling this call to expand in some way to we're you know we're always growing and as we grow internally that's going to translate into external growth as well right with our relationships with our career with our money all of that so if you're feeling that call one of the best things you can do is to transform the feelings of doubt or fear or guilt or whatever it is into service <laughs> into compassion into love so we have to think about how are the ways that how can i remind myself daily and this is you know some of us like this may be like oh my gift is actually like an act of service or for some of us this may be something you know and you just kind of have to remind and deepen that commitment to service on like sometimes a daily basis you know because our our ego wants to sneak up and be like, hey, but you're going to get hurt. Hey, but what about you? You know, and stop you from taking the step. Stop you from being more vocal. Stop you from being more visible. Stop you from, from being more in all sorts of ways, right? So we have to remind ourselves, how is me stepping into my power as a woman who is creating wealth for myself, is creating my dream career for myself? is deepening my current career, whatever it is for you, how can I see this fully, 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 and then follow up with action as an act of service to not only the community that I'm directly impacting, but to my relationships, to my, you know, over time, maybe like a team, like I think about it in terms of like, how can I use what I'm creating as a way to lift up all the people who are also helping support this business, right? How can I use it as something, how can I use like platforms and all of that kind of thing is something that can support, for instance, the social justice uprising that's happening right now. Um, and I've deeply been reflecting on all of those questions. So let's go back to the chat box. We're gonna have more of a conversation about this. If we have time, I'd like to do a meditation too. But first of all, what is it that you're calling in? Whether that be whatever it is for you, but maybe like specifically around money and career, how is what you're calling in almost like, how can you transform it and make it like a duty <laughs> so that it's something that can be used to benefit your you know the people you're serving and and beyond that i'll give you an example well i'll explain it and i'll give an example so ask yourself what is it that i'm calling in 
And honestly, this is something that you could journal like five pages on, and I recommend that you do. <laughs> but just think of a few examples right now. How can you use your desire to make more money, to have a better career, to deepen your current career? And you can think about this when it comes to your relationships too. I think this is a really good exercise, but right now we're gonna keep the focus on, on money and career. How can you think of me making more money is also an act of service. So I'll give you some examples from my life. Um, there are a, a few kind of flips that I've switched throughout, throughout my time of doing this kind of money consciousness work. Um, first of all, I'm gonna start <laughs> with like the direct impact. This is an energy exchange. All of you paid me money to be in this container, right? And I get to feel that by me receiving money, you get to receive something that's going to help you. This work that we do here. I get to decide that by me making more money, I get to take care of myself better. I get to invest in my education. I get to get coaching. I get to take care of my health, mental, physical, spiritual health, all of that. I get to rest a bit more, right? So that I can be a better space holder and take care of more people. I get to get more help, right? Like having Allie, we have a podcast producer now. Um, I, have, I pay someone to do all the bookkeeping and keeping all the finances organized. I have someone who does like graphics for me. And because of that, again, reaching more people, <laughs> better space holding, and then beyond what is just in this container, right? Because I'm at a place where my career is building more money, I also get to, I get to like give back in ways. Like yesterday I received energy work from a friend who I deeply love and is like just newly getting into being, you know, full-time. She just kind of switched from having, having a job to being a full-time energy worker and I got to pay her. I... I'm going to be donating to some of the organizations that are supporting people who are protesting and supporting things like bail for people. Good. So you all get it, right? Like we have to think of like my, my privilege, my money, my career, my relationship is a duty. It is important because this is something that I get to use for good in the world. How are you helping others? Not just I'm going to help others, but how? get really like you have to have this like deep emotional tie what trauma are you helping them heal right how is this going to help uplift you so that you can be a better teacher by being able to fully support yourself here continue to go deeper right like what i would really recommend is all of you get your journal out and really like go deep here be like how is this going to lift my life up and how is this going to really impact the people that I'm working with and all areas as a whole. How do I want to use my money for good in the world? What do I want to buy that's good? Do I want to buy from more women? Do I want to buy more products that are eco? Do I want to buy organic produce? Do I want to support local businesses? Do I want to support, you know, people who are self-employed? Do I want to, like, what, like, what do you want to do with all of it, right? Maybe that looks like, you know, I know people who, one of their reasons behind why they want to make more so that they can like retire their parents and help their family and help their, their children, right? 
like tying that connection to like, what is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to manifest? What is it that I want to create? And why? (laughs) Why? Why is huge. The how? The how is this going to happen? And this is just a reminder for you all. I think so often a reason that we don't like take the steps is that we don't see all the steps way down the road. Like I remember when I first started becoming self-employed, I remember being like, but what am I going to be doing in five years? How the hell? I had no idea. I had no idea what I was going to be doing in like a few months. I still, I don't know what's going to happen the next year. I don't really want to know. Frankly, I'd rather just be like, have it be a fun surprise and like figure it out along the way. Nurse, I think we just said surprise like at the same time. So don't worry about how everything's going to work out. Don't worry about like when you're spending or when you're investing in yourself or when you're giving, how it's going to come back to you. Release all of that attachment to needing to know how everything's going to happen and just take the next step that's calling to your heart, right? Like teach the next class, make the next next investment, even if it's scary, like spend with love save where you want to like just trust that it's all working out for you and that beyond that it's more than working out for you because you get to go into overflow with your love with your joy with your fun with your confidence with your money with your career with your relationships you get to go into overflow and of course stuff's going to come up that you're going to have to clear along the way but decide i get to go into overflow and that overflow is going to pour out into the lives of others. So one thing too is that a lot of times your purpose and your why is going to be something that you feel deep in your heart. So you've experienced it. So this is, this is a wonderful connection. So I want to shift the conversation because I do want us to have some time to share. And I want us to have a conversation specifically around using our resources, using our money, using our voices to have an impact, to, to steer change in the direction of good for all people, not just us in this community, right? We want what we do in this community to ripple out and touch the hearts and lives of others. So right now, I feel an urgency and a responsibility when that comes to the black community in the United States, right? Um, Again, I know that some of you are not in the United States, but, you know, take this however you feel and translate it into compassion and love and some, some sort of action and some sort of change in the world. So this is something that I've been working on personally. And I felt it brewing for, you know, it's kind of like been a slow brew, but there's a lot of work that I personally need to do. And over time, I've been dedicating myself more and more and more, but there's still a lot of of personal work I need to do. I went to a high school where our flag was the Confederate flag, which is also um, the KKK flag until they had that flag until my senior year. And when they changed it, like everyone got mad. There was not a lot of diversity in my town. The town I live now, there's also not a lot of diversity. And so I know that, and I feel that the case too, is that even if I wasn't raised in an inherently racist environment, it's, it's, it's been, it's in our system, right? Like our system was built on, on 
the idea that we can own others to build a country. So it's something that we all need to commit to unpacking over time and challenging individually and collectively. So I actually want to turn it over to Allie um, because I feel like Allie is, and we both, all, both of us agree we're discussing this morning. We're not experts. We're just kind of speaking from our hearts and we want to hear the same from you. So Allie, you want to take it away and do some heart sharing? Yes, always, 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 always. So we've, we as co-facilitators of a community container know that it is, we don't get time and permission, or perhaps we don't give time and permission in all the circumstances that we can to come together to talk about, one, things that are uncomfortable to talk about, two, things that our lives or our family's lives or our community's actions may even perpetuate those problems in ways both seen and unseen, and three, that in the urgent moment right now that those things can feel so hard to deal with, so overwhelming. I'm in multiple communities myself where sometimes we just hop on a call and, you know, we all, we all feel like just crying and processing because it, it feels so, we feel stuck in a moment, not knowing the right action to take, the right words to say, the right um, ways to look at ways that we have also perpetuated or allowed injustices to happen. So as community builders and community participants, it's just a plain and simple responsibility that we have to dedicate time as frequently as we can, and especially in urgent moments where the world is mirroring this actively all, all, all around us, that we create space uh, and permission to share in reflection, to share in action, and to share in our stories, our individual stories and ways of evolution that allow us to do necessary work that is important together and to do it with support and that we can also celebrate each other as we navigate work that is oftentimes challenging, uncomfortable, and uncertain because we also don't know always if it will work and if it will actually bring justice and if it will help us grow um, into ways that we want to grow. So I think the, the framing for the discussion I'd love for us to have together one, this is no one of us is doing this work alone uh, in the climate of specifically what is very obvious and very, very present in the U.S. context right now is uh, anti-racism work and the need for uh, especially white allies to show up as actively anti-racist. And as I've reflected on my work, my lifelong work is dedicated to this, and I think it's most powerful when experienced and shared in community. It is really something that requires us to do an energy assessment. Um, so the, the ways that I'd love for us to reflect together um, and be able, especially for those of us in the US, to feel recommitted and supported to explore what active anti-racism work looks like. You can also, in your own time, put this together with issues that matter to you, to your life experiences and stories, to the backgrounds that you come from, to other issues that you care about. This can really be translated to any issues that we care about investing our time and energy in. But today we will specifically recognize the, the need and the urgency for anti-racism work to be done. So the first thing that 
I do in a situation like this and that a community can practice together is an energy assessment. So this is something where I encourage, I'm going to explain a little bit about what that means and encourage us all to follow up in our own time in the next 24 hours, ideally, with our own version of this energy assessment. So when I say energy assessment, that is a tool for us to look at our use of energy in all areas of our life that allow us to show up for the things that we care about. And of course, in this setting, we know that money, um, so the energy of money exchange is one very obvious use of energy and something that brought us together for this call today. We also have the energy of our physical presence. We have the energy of our virtual presence. We have the energy of our action. We have the energy of our learning. We have the energy of our creating. And we have the energy of our advocacy, in addition to the circulation and the importance of money exchange and seeing that as an energy. But out of those categories, so we have energy of physical presence, virtual presence, action, learning, creating, money exchange, and advocacy. So as we feel out what our energy is being used for, and we know where it is used and invested already, and we understand where perhaps we need to increase more energy in a certain area, um, the, the purpose of this is to really just get real on where our our energy is being spent. And as a community here where we know and we sense and we've experienced, you know, experience is the thing that allows everything to be solid and become more truthful for us. As we know how that energy is being spent, we know that we don't just spend money. And this is something where I, I use these words and I practice this vocabulary with myself because it really just helps me get real on where I want to spend my energy, especially for the common good, especially for areas that white people are being called up into to support. I know we're not all white here on this call, but this is something where we all know that we're committed to community. So if we're committed to uplifting each other, we also have to be committed to uplifting each other's extended communities and that that unity goes as far out as possible. So we know we don't just spend money. We, we literally spend each type of our energies every single day. So we also know that when we spend something, there will be to some extent a return on that investment. So if we see these areas where we're not necessarily spending energy that we know is a type of energy we could utilize for something, we then have to also say, what return on that investment am I or my community or the world missing out on? And it really is up to us to use our awareness tools to learn more about that investment of energy and how it aligns with what we care about. And the part that we can get real on individually and collectively is, are we seeing the necessary return on that investment in the areas that are calling for it? And not just calling for it, but that are dying for it that are urgently begging people who have any energy they can give through learning, advocacy, action, donating, um, any other creative uses that we can also bring to just bring us into a movement and into advocacy, that some things truly are urgent. Some things truly can't wait for tomorrow. Some things truly are built on deep systemic issues that while those deep systemic issues can't be resolved overnight, they can be chipped away at by 
collective upsurgence of putting a very precise type of energy and investment of that energy into action so that we see a collective return on that energy. So something that we can all do, and this is much more of an invitation of how we can practice this uh, in our values together and in our time together, is how are we aligning our energies, our investment of energy ourselves? That's self-work, that's area where we have to reflect, that's area where we have to know unwaveringly what we're dedicated to, but to also know that together, even just in this community container, our energy investments add up to something that goes far beyond the individual layer. Um, and they allow us to have a better understanding of what's happening in the world around us and what the world needs and is begging for, dying for, and urgently calling for, and that we are prioritizing this energy investment with our values, with these urgent needs, and with areas that we know to be thriving, participative humans in the world, that we need to grow in that and that we can spend time there. So with that energy assessment activity, I think the uses of that are that we can get real on where our energy is being spent, we can individually and together know how we're investing that energy and towards what return on that investment of energy. Who did not have to spend that energy personally, who might already be zapped of that energy or not allowed to use that energy or being arrested because they're trying to use that energy or being killed because they're trying to be using that energy? How do we use that energy that other people? who can't or just can't afford to spend that energy anymore don't have to invest some of that energy and can spend it in other things. So that's really what being allies is. It's, it's taking an upload of our energy investment in these multiple areas towards values, towards visions for the world, towards justice that we know are incredibly important, and then getting real with where we stand in that. And through all of this, and this is where we get power in community, knowing that we're supported in this process, knowing that we have a community that is safe, that is committed to our awareness practices, that is present with each other to practice this in. And that across all of this, this is bigger than us individually. This is rooted in deep systemic realities and historical layers, hundreds of years, especially for an issue like anti-racist work. Uh, we are supported here we are um, allowed and we give permission to each other to speak into areas that feel uncomfortable and take action. And we, we unwaveringly support each other in this work. So I think the, the thing that we can use this time for now is um, to speak toward an area where you are looking for support and how this community can hold you accountable. Because a lot of the steps, especially around advocacy and awareness, into the action that we know that needs to be taken. It's not just enough right now, and the world is telling us, it's not just enough right now to give visibility to an issue. It's not just enough right now to share a story. It's not just enough right now to point to what's happening. We have to always use our visibility endeavors as a way to take or call for action, ideally both, to both take personally and call for from others. We do it to put accountability in place, especially with injustices that are can, cannot continue for yet another day because 
lives are being lost in that time and responsibility. We are humans who have an incredible freaking capacity to be responsible for ourselves, for our actions, and for everything good that we wish to see in the world. But we also know the shadow side of responsibility when it's not taken. We know the shadow side of responsibility when it's only a thought, but that those thoughts don't actualize into action that in the day-to-day do add up over time and sometimes much more quickly than we even anticipate a change could happen. Uh, So together, we know, together we feel, together we trust that this community can support us in that invaluable work and that we can really hold a quality of responsibility to an even higher extent of possibility than we knew possible alone. And that's really where community steps in and allows that for us. So in the chat box, you know, take a breath, take, take this in how it resonates with you. Um, but this is, this is a time for us to see community as our greatest tool of accountability, to see it as our greatest tool of mirroring what's important to us and to our communities um, and to issues that have perpetuated themselves for hundreds of years that truly go beyond the span of our lifetime alone. Um, and how do we how do we want to show up with that together? Something that Melissa and I have said we're committed to is to share resources specifically around anti-racism, um, but also more broadly just across any area that you all also sh- share with us are important to you. So whether it's environmental activism, whether it's um, local community justice on multiple levels, um, whether it is with anti-racist uh, actions, whether it is with um, anything that represents your life experiences, um, we commit to being a center for action, a center for accountability, uh, and a practicing space for dialogue. Because if, if we're using this safe container to talk about something that for some of us might feel very comfortable and we're already taking action, for some of us it might feel very uncomfortable and we know we have to do a lot of work, um, to get into further layers of action that we know are important to us. But um, everything that we do here is to prepare us for other parts of our life that will require that preparation, right? Um, And it might not just be as advocates in the world. It could be for any hard discussion that we need to have in our future. It could be for any moment where we see something wrong happening and and we realize, holy shit, I've practice using my voice in the worthy community. I practice using my voice because I have this community backing me up. And maybe that situation that you're in then reminds you of a time when you didn't use your voice and it didn't feel available. But now you've been practicing using that voice. You've been practicing um, speaking for what you know is right. And you realize in a future situation, holy shit, I'm prepared to use my voice because I've been practicing that. So that's that's an example where the things that we practice as a community are always so we can bring those practices into other areas of our life. And that's really the invitation that I see here that Melissa and I as, um, as growing leaders and as community facilitators know that it would be a shame not to plant the seeds of future discussion and dialogue in our group together. And that we know the importance of bringing those dialogues into action, but that of course it requires our participation in many levels. Uh, And these are seeds being planted for current moments and also future moments. And how do we support each other in 
and seeing that those seeds are firmly planted with enough water and soil and commitment to keep watering the soil and keep ensuring the sunlight shines on it and keep ensuring that the weeds are plucked so that we can harvest that together um, and we can share that harvest actively. So I know, I know, Melissa, we wanted to have some time for sharing, um, some time for um, people to maybe share what that area is that they'd like to be more supported in um, and that we can, of course, follow up with resources and ways to stay involved, um, especially as relates to a community commitment to anti-racist work. I think there's room to get very specific in actual resources, people to follow, people who inspire us, ways to invest monetary uh, energy after the call, but just that we have time to share our voices openly now. So yes, our biggest intention is to carry this conversation. We really encourage you to come over into the Facebook group. We'll continue this conversation 100% over there and talk about all of these things because we 100% feel you on all of that. This is, you know, this is a sensitive topic, but it needs our energy, right? And I think we're, we agree on that in different, in different capacities and different, different ties to this connection. We'll shift over there, but let's just take a moment first to practice a bit of gratitude, right? Like I am so thankful to be in a community with such compassionate people. Compassion is the ultimate driving factor of, of good change. It is the strongest force on earth. And I see so much love in each of you. And it is an absolute honor to share time with you every week and throughout the week. Um, I'm always watching you all. <laughs> I really am. As we grow, you know, there's more to watch. But just know, like, I'm always, I'm always keeping tabs on all of you with, like, love and encouragement and I, I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so thankful that we get to have these conversations. Some of you have been around for a long time. Some of you are new. And it's just, it's an absolute honor to share space with you. So feel some, some gratitude for yourself, for being here, for the willingness to show up, the willingness to question, the willingness to want to, to spread that goodness out into the world. Know that it is always, 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 Flowing back to you, you are so safe, you are so supported. <sighs> through your passion, through your purpose, through your motivation, through your love, there's nothing that you can't do. A hundred percent. You will always be supported and you get to go out and support others too. It's a beautiful cycle. Never ending giving and receiving cycle, right? So keep remembering that, keep clearing, keep grounding yourself, right? And We'll see you all next week. Also, thank you, Allie, for pouring so much of your energy into this conversation today. Love you all. So, okay, so much. love you all. Goodbye. Bye bye.